3: We are five days away from England's first game at Euro 2020. It will be against Croatia. Are you excited? Well, much of the chatter is about Harry Maguire's fitness and whether Jack Grealish should start. There is, however, a growing focus on whether players should continue to take the knee before matches. As you well know, some supporters booed the gesture when England played Austria at Middlesbrough Riverside Stadium last Wednesday and again at the same ground for Sunday's game with Romania. After the booze at the first of the two fixtures, the England manager Gareth Southgate spoke to Five Lives football correspondent John Murray, who asked him if he'd thought about the team doing a different gesture before matches.
1: I wanted to hear from the more senior players in the group first and foremost. I met with a, with a, a slightly smaller group because I think it's easier for people to talk and open up. Um you know I, my role is to represent the feelings and the uh and the thoughts of the whole group um and it was important to hear their view i think we did discuss is there a better way of doing this is there a more impactful way now of doing this and and perhaps moving forward there probably is um but at this moment in time given what happened the other day we weren't prepared to take a backward step um, we we feel that would be wrong and uh, would be bowing to pressure from outside, and we don't think that's appropriate. So we're we're united on that as a full team. I spoke with the the wider group about that today. Everybody feels comfortable with that. Most importantly, the players are supporting each other, and um, that's a big thing for us over the last few years. And um, we're we're totally united on how we feel about this.
4: And, and despite what you said the other night about how you know there there is no political angle to this it would it would it seems clear to me that the people who are booing do feel that there is some sort of political angle so could you just again perhaps restate what your position is
1: well this um, gesture of taking the knee is a moment for people to reflect really and they can choose to reflect how they choose um you know personally whenever i whenever i'm doing it i'm thinking of the the boys that play for us the journey they've been on the uh difficulties they've faced in their lives that sadly they seem almost immune to at times but you know it's my responsibility to to um represent them in the best way i can but i can't totally feel what it has been like for them because I haven't walked in their shoes you know I would ask people to reflect on how they would feel if they were an England player a young England player just about to represent their country and hearing you know hearing basically the team being booed I think I I don't think that's going to help their mental preparation for the game
3: so that was Gareth Southgate um England did take the knee before that second friendly at the Riverside on Saturday. And here's what happened.
4: Jack Grealish is standing over the ball in the centre circle and there's the taking of the knee. Well, there are boos, but immediately applause. You can hear it. Many, many people all around the stadium applauding, many of them applauding above their heads so a mixture as the game gets underway so Stephen Warnock's with us for the commentary on this one the reaction Stephen to the, the players taking a knee there, there were some people who were still wanting to boo it but I think and many people as well were, were ready for that and were ready to applaud it yeah the boos came and then it was over overcrowded by the the claps and rightly so uh, I agree with Gareth You're trying to uh, do what's right for the players I think he, he spoke excellently about it this week and uh I think we we heard it from the fans there that the majority agree with what the players
3: are doing. And, of course, you'd have all spotted my um, deliberate mistake there. That game, the second friendly, was, of course, on Sunday. Let's come forward to this morning. On Five Live Breakfast, Rachel asked the Environment Secretary, George Eustace, if he thought it was wrong for some England fans to boo the taking of the knee.
2: Yes, I I mean, I do, because I, I think, look, we should respect... Uh, people's um, uh, rights in this and that if people choose uh, and, uh, you know, if football teams choose to express uh, a, a position, a particular view with, with this gesture, with taking the knee I think that should be, uh, you know, respected and, and some people you know, uh, you know might not a- agree with everything that that campaign group that's uh, around it stands for, uh, but my view is we should always uh, respect and, and tolerate uh, people's right to express themselves in a particular way.
1: And that
3: overrides the right to express Yourself by booing, does it?
2: Well, um, look, I, I think people haven't got to uh, agree uh, with uh, a particular gesture in order to, uh, uh, you know, to, 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 but they don't need to boo it either. I think we should just show respect for one another and a respect that some people might choose to express themselves in a particular way by taking this gesture. And do you
3: agree with them taking the knee?
2: Well, look, it's a choice, I think, for individuals. I mean, my personal view on this, I'm a big believer in equality and in community cohesion uh, as well. I think um, some of the approaches that campaign groups like Black Lives Matter take, I I think sometimes can be almost a bit divisive and and, uh, and start to sort of exacerbate those uh, those issues. And I don't agree with everything they stand for politically, but I'm absolutely committed to uh, equality.
3: Now, Billy Grant has been following England home and away for more than 30 years. He's been to seven World Cups, six European Championships and one Women's World Cup. Billy Grant joins me now. Hello. Hi, Negger, How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm
0: actually calming down after listening to George Eustace just talking there now. Go on. As, as, you can, as you can see, I'm in the sun here. You're in the uh, sun.
3: You've got your England football shirt on.
0: That's right. I'm just around, just around the corner from Borough. I'm still up north, and it's beautiful up here. And I've come for a couple of days away before heading back to London to, to just to chill out because that Sunday. It was a bit of an experience, I have to say, in, in Middlesbrough's in Middles football ground. Um, listen, the night before, I mean, I'm up here with my friends. You know, I've got two Sheffield United friends, you know, Reg and Mark and, and my mate Soups, who's a Brentford fan like myself. And we sat around the night before and we said, look, wh- what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, if people start booing? What are we going to do? And we, you know, we sat around in the bar. We go to loads of bars and borrow the Twisted Lick and that. And we're sitting around and we thought, what are you going to do about this? And I said, I said to him, I'll tell you something i'm gonna to have to say something i've been going for years and every now and again i do interject if i hear something that is not right you know if somebody says something racist on the terrace i've got no problems turning around and saying something to them and i said i am actually going to say something this time because it's not on so anyway we we're at the match uh the you know they had the you know the anthems and stuff like that and then after the players did their you know went on their knee and i hope we heard behind them the boots booing started the booing started. And so I turned around and there was this one guy and I'm not being funny, right? This guy was violently, he was so angry. I thought his head was going to explode. Hmm. He was standing up there filming the game and his head and his face was all red. And he was like, going, boo, boo, boo. And I turned around. and I said, what are you booing for? And he was just going on. He's going, boo, boo, like that. And I said, what are you booing for? What are you booing for? I just want to know what you're booing for. And he started to get really angry. But what was really, and I'm going to say fair play to the England fans, you know, around him as well. They started going, what are you booing for? Could you, could you be quiet, please? Could you could you, go, could you go away? And then he turned around. Then he struck out at one of the, the, one of the fans beside him, which was an older fan who was there well, with his he wife. Hit, he, he hit struck, someone. Yeah, he, he struck out at him. Okay. And, and then another fan who was in front of him, pulled him aside and he said, actually, no, no, get back, mate, get back, just leave it alone. And then all of a sudden, another England fan saying to me, can you get away from me? You're not with me. I don't want to be with you. You don't represent me. And all around us... Said there to were, who? All, said, to,
3: said to you or said to him? No, no, no,
0: no, no. Said to the, the person who right, was booing, okay. ba- basically. Yeah. So all of a sudden, what's happened is that there was a welling up of people who were basically saying, can you go away? We don't like what you're doing. We hate what you're doing. Can you stand aside? Why Did are you doing it? Yeah. Right. And t- and he, he carried on, and uh, then he apparently. I mean, I talked to the guys afterwards. Apparently afterwards, because I just kept saying, "Why are you booing?" Then I turned around to him. I said, "Your booing is making me feel uncomfortable." I mean, I'm a, like I said, I'm a black England fan. Uh, I hate saying the word up because I'm actually an England fan. I happen to be black. You know, mm. uh, I'll be going for for years. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't, I don't care. I turned around. I said, "You are making me feel uncomfortable." Right? And he sort of went, oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Right? But I said, "You're booing." is making me feel uncomfortable and i said it to him sort of twice and then all the other people sort of kind of said stuff to him but in the end he um he left he went he went somewhere else he could because basically what's happened is that people around him um, in, in effect told him that they didn't want him in their space and he went off and he went somewhere else and uh and the interesting thing was as i was doing this and i turned around i said look you know you know you're making me feel uncomfortable right next to me was a was an Asian England fan. He was there by himself. I got talked to him afterwards, a really, really nice guy. And he kept coming up to me. He goes, don't, don't do it. No, no, don't, don't bother mate. Just don't worry about it. Like, you know, just leave it alone. And I said, tell you something, I'm not going to leave it alone. Not this time. I'm not going to leave it alone because I have to say what I've got to say. And he kept saying, leave it alone. It's not worth it. It's fine. Now this is what's happened. I've been, I've been going to football for years. I've, I've gone to the terraces. I've been kicked around the terraces by my own fans who, you know, they ain't no black in the union jet. Send the, me back and all stuff like that we've been beaten by my own fans on the terraces and all this kind of stuff I'm thinking that you know you can't sweep it under the table you can't turn around and say this is this is right this is fair you know this it, everything's okay at some stage people have to say something so I said to him listen i hundred percent respect for you van and I could understand why you say don't do anything but there's got to be a stage where we have to say something and for me to tell this so person so that so we're at yeah.
3: a point aren't we where you know, yeah, okay. People are booing, but those who do support the players' rights to express their, you know, their their support, their solidarity for people who have experienced racism. Um, those who do support it are are feeling more empowered to speak up, and that's a good thing, isn't it?
0: It is a good thing, but what I will say is, and again, this is no disrespect, but what happens is that it was, and, and I thought it was a very good thing. It was only when I turned around. And I said, what are you booing for? And, you know, and I turned around to the person and they could probably obviously see in my face that I was, you know, not very happy mm-hmm. about what's going on. Then everybody else stepped in. What you, what you get at football, unfortunately, is that you get people who may be very much in a minority, but they, you know, you get people who are very much in a minority who believe they have something to say. And if they believe they have something to say, they will say it and they'll say it loud and pr- pr- you know, loud and proud. But what you've got is that actually at football, you've got a lot of people who I call the vocal minority. Okay, no, sorry, sorry, the silent majority. And what they'll do is that the people all around me, I had lots of people around me, you know, friends, people that I just met on the day who didn't agree with it, but they won't say anything because they're scared that they'll be shouted down, they might be attacked, you know, all this kind of stuff. Mm. So you've got these Which is, angry, val- which is valid. You know, which is, which is a very valid point. So it's only when I turned around and I said, actually, tell you something, you know, you, you're booing, you know, is upsetting me, you know, it's making me feel uncomfortable. And I sort of kind of questioned him. Then the people around turned around and said, actually, mate, no, go away. And I thought that was actually really interesting. You... So my question is, how do we empower the, 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 the silent majority? Because they're there. And this is what the football authorities need to be working out rather than doing their top level kind of PR stuff, which to me doesn't really, really work because it doesn't really hit at the grassroots. And that's where the problem is, I think, in the racism well, in, in football. In an ideal kind of-
3: world, you wouldn't have any friction, would you?
0: <laughs> in an ideal world you know but listen, you literally you, have
3: two sets of fans supporting their teams
0: you, yeah, cheering I mean, when listen, goals you, go in yes you would do but you know the fact That's is that we're heck. not living we're not living in an ideal world mm. and what you've got you've got a situation where and listen i'm going to sit here and I, I, listen i'll I say to people listen you've got you've got the right to your uh, you, you know you've got your right to your opinions you've got all this kind of stuff look, i understand that however what i'll turn around and say to you is that first of all you know, people say freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah, it's all about freedom of speech, right? But raci- ra- racism is wrong. End of story. Love it or hate it. Oh, free, I could do what I want. But no, it is wrong. So if you want to justify when that,
3: Okay, let me put this to you. When that man was booing, when the players took the knee, yeah. how do you know he was being racist? Maybe, and this is what a lot of fans have said who have said they boo, they don't like to see their football team being political
0: okay which is a, okay which is an interesting point and as a conversation that i have all the time and i'd say mm. bring it on with that conversation I, I i believe i know that um for years football used the excuse about politics they say oh this racism stuff it's political we don't get involved in politics in football and it was an excuse for them not to do anything so for years Football didn't really do anything except for ticking a few boxes because all it talked about was politics. Now, I've turned around. to I've been I've talked to people very high up in football clubs. Right. And if they listen to this, they know because I spoke to them. I said, listen, you've got this wrong. You're sending out the wrong message because what you're doing is that you're wrapping up racism in politics, which gives you an excuse to do nothing. And it also gives people on the terraces turn around and say, oh, this is political. But this is not political. People are talking about Black Lives Matters and politics and Marxism. Nonsense. Right. This is. What has happened over the years? Okay, this is what's happened. Okay, so me, I've talked about the fact that I got kicked around on the terraces for years when I was a when I was a Brentford fan. Okay, I talk about you know going to away matches and being cowering because you know people are going to be chasing down the street because you're black. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about people being stopped and searched in and around the UK because they're black. There's so many different issues. You talk about people being you know victimised at school, not being able to get the job. There's okay, also so many bring different that issues. round. What right? the point you're making? So what's so the point I'm making is that. For once, OK, what?
3: Oh, Billy, Billy was so good there, and he's you know, the one thing Billy can't do, he can talk, I can tell you that much, and he can entertain, because I was really interested in what he was saying, can't maintain an Internet connection that's the problem well my um, lovely studio team uh, Paul and Andy are going to be um, frantically trying to get that back up get that line back up and in the meantime I'm going to read some text that has been have been coming through in response to Billy Grant let me tell you about Billy Billy England fan through and through Brentford fan as well I want to talk to him about Brentford because Brentford players stopped taking the knee in February so I want to hear his view on that um, also he's got a daughter 12 year old daughter um, who he's taking to a, a match soon so I wanted to hear about how he feels about that. Let me tell you what people have been saying. Tim has been in touch and says, Naga, this guy has a great point. How do we empower the silent majority? Uh, Someone else has uh, tweeted saying, um, BLM is supporting the dismantling of police forces and democracy though. This is called anarchy. And yes, that is one part or one faction of the, the Black Lives Matter movement that has been kind of uh, disowned by the main movement. But it, it has been a part and it is, has been related to BLM. Uh, typical BBC, trying to portray people who boo as racist and violent. Ridiculous. You are just propaganda merchants. I find it so funny, you think it will work. Well... Mr. or Mrs. Anonymous, if you just heard me then, I did actually put the point forward that perhaps someone was booing because they felt that p- their football team was making a political statement and wasn't necessarily racist. However, Mr. Anonymous or Mrs. Anonymous or Ms. Anonymous, um, what you will have um, heard from uh, Billy's story is that, or Billy's experience, is that the person who was booing then tried to strike out at someone who was older. So maybe, just maybe, you may think that is violent. Uh, there's also another one with. Uh, from Annie in Heatherset. Annie Heatherset who says, I agree with the booing. You cannot divorce this gesture from the political BLM in the United States, a movement whose motives undermine everything this democratic country stands for. If the Football Association takes any action against booing fans, whilst footballers can make political gestures at work... It's asking for trouble. I will not attend or watch any sporting event whilst this or any any similar protest by players is allowed by the authorities. All lives matter. That's Annie. OK, maybe we'll get um, Billy back in a short while because I do want to talk to him about a couple of other things. But first, the time now is 25 minutes past 11. The BBC Sounds app. Morning to you. 20 to 12 is the time. Guess who's back? Billy's back. Billy Grant, who's been following, hi Billy, who's been following England home and away for more than 30 years, seven World Cups he's been to, six European Championships, one Women's World Cup, recently went to Friendly and um, we were just having a chat and Billy, I understand your phone got too hot because you were sitting outside and that's
0: why. It's obviously a a very hot topic now because uh, my phone actually literally blew up. (laughs) Oh dear. uh, and as you can see, I've come Excellent. inside now. I'm much cooler inside Excellent. here. So it's, Excellent.
3: Excellent. nice. Let me tell you, yeah. let's pick up with, with a couple of the things that we were talking about, because there are a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about as well. Um, we've had a text saying, Morning, Nagger. The media tries to be impartial, but these be- boo people are racist. They will boo Marcus Rashford for his help with kids' food and say he's being political. Someone else says, and this is a white woman of 69, as she's described herself, taking the knee is not political. It is shedding light on all racism, not only colour. What is the matter with people? I despair. Paul from Wakefield agrees. Taking the knee is not um, political. It's against racism. Okay, as we've had a real mix of views. Um, Alan, by the way, says of you, Billy... Great contribution from that Brentford, England fan. Wish there were more like him. Racism isn't political; it's a social evil which needs stamping out. Billy, as a Brentford fan, what did you make of Brentford players stopping taking the knee in February?
0: Okay, so you know, now you're getting now you're getting me going. Okay, listen, Brentford are doing a lot with uh, with their new you know um, diversity uh, um, actions that they're doing at the moment. Now, I mean, i run on the. Cast, cast, as you know, Pride of West London, and we talked about this a lot. It was actually tell you who it was. It was actually my daughter. Right, she's twelve year old. She goes Brentford home and away. You know, she's going to be coming to her first Euros with me on Sunday as well to her first Euros. She's been you know World Cups and everything like that. Twelve years old, and when Brentford stopped doing the knee, she had to ask me, Daddy, why Brentford stopped doing the knee? And I went, Ah, uh, well, you know, because they believe that you know it's not changing anything, and uh, you know they they yeah. And I sort of kind of fumbled my way through it. And she's twelve year old. She goes, "That's rubbish." Okay, and in the end, because I said, because our whole point—we talked about this in the podcast—she says, "What? It, surely?" Uh, but you know, uh, our whole point is that they should be doing something else. If you're going to stop doing something, listen. You know, t- Ivan, Tony, and our players—of course, we know that they're not racist, but, but they believe obviously that something isn't right. So they stopped doing the knee. But surely, it should be replaced with something. That's the whole point. And twelve-year-old said to me, "But, Daddy, surely doing something." it's better than doing nothing. And I think that's the whole point about this, this whole um, thing that is happening, this whole movement that's happening at the moment now. We talked about, and it's interesting, thanks very much for all these, you know, the messages that people have sent out there about the football not being political. As I said, I've spoken to football people in very, very high positions, right, when they were doing nothing in football, okay, absolutely nothing against racism, because they said, oh, this racism thing is political. We can't mix politics and football. And I said, you're using that as an excuse not to do anything, This is not political. This is racism. So what's happened now? Let me just say,
3: sorry. I just want to say what the Brentford, because I know you're moving on to another point. Brentford chief executive John Varney said, and this is in February 2021, 15th. Taking a knee is just one way our players have been showing their commitment. We supported their desire to do it and we now support their desire to focus on other ways to show this commitment. We've been very clear in our ambition to be the most inclusive club in the country and our players want to and will play a big part on this journey. Sorry, Billy, carry on.
0: Listen, No, but I think here's something, and I know, John, and we've talked about this a lot. Listen, I'm not going to hide away and I'm not going to, you know, to, to just go with the flow. Me, myself personally, and, and Dave Lane, who does the with me, we are very disappointed only because, listen, we understand that we're not saying they're trying to do the wrong things. But what you need to do is that you need to have things in place, because for people like me, like I said to you, I've been going for years, got kicked around on the terraces, got beaten up, you know, all this kind of stuff that happened. You hear all the racism that happens even till now. OK, we were looking out for years for someone to do something, for players to do something. Players used to shy away because they think, tell you something, it's better if I don't do anything now because I'm going to get more trouble if I do it. I'm going to get more grief. So they used to duck their heads down. But all which is sudden, something
3: that people did in life.
0: Which is true, you know, and people are doing that around you on the terraces. They do that in life because at the end of the day, you want to have an, a, an easier life. Yeah, you but all want, of a really sudden, you to you've got just- a situation. Physical You've got a situation problem. where players are putting their head above the parapet and doing something. And interestingly, what's happened is that they've come off the back of this inverted commas Black Lives Matter movement, which I've got to emphasize for a start, the whole marxism thing is absolute nonsense because myself and my daughter And my mates and people I know, like I said to you, the problems that I've had, people that have had problems to trying to get jobs, you know, I'm saying getting the teachers at school may have victimized them. People who have been stopped and searched, you know, for being a black person, all these things that have been pent up for years. Okay, black people never used to demonstrate. I've been to all the marches. I've been to every single one, you know, know, all over for for the years. But I turn around. And there were no black people demonstrating, just me and my mates, you know, in a crowd of 20, 30, 40,000, because black people didn't do that as such. But what happened over in America with Floyd, basically, that was just the touch paper, the light. And all of a sudden, people with all this pent up kind of like anger, they all came out on the streets and they just basically said, we've had enough. And for me, that was an, an unbelievable moment because I'm, I'm mm. sitting at home. I mean, I didn't go out because of the pandemic and the daughter or else I would have been down there with her as well, not causing any problems, saying, we have had enough. This is what it's about. This is because of my school teacher. This is about you know, what happened to me when I went down the street in southeast London. This is what it's all about. So this is what I'm trying to say about this whole politics thing. Somebody has spun a little yarn, which these guys have taken on board. And what I don't think that they don't like is that the, 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 the knee and what's happened here is something that is owned. All of a sudden, these people said, tell you something. This is what we do. This is what we're doing to show the world that we're not happy with this. Yeah. They've owned it. And, be, and, and because black people have done it, some people have turned around and said, we don't like that because we don't control the narrative anymore. And you know, they're trying to re-control the narrative. Hello?
3: I'm going to have to control the timings here.
0: Oh, that's okay. what I'm going to have to do, that's
3: which right. means I'm, okay. I'm going to have that. to say goodbye. But I've, it's been okay. a joy talking to you. That's right. You and can what, tell
0: me I can go on forever on this one.
3: <laughs> I know. It's a good thing <laughs> to be able to go on forever. Um, yeah. uh, have fun with your daughter at the game. But I'm a bit go.
0: nervous I have to admit. Yeah, you know, I know. But I hope I
3: hope she enjoys it. I hope it's a pleasurable experience. A joy Fingers experience. Crossed. Fingers in all crossed. in all senses, especially yeah. with the um, result. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and big big respect to the people, supporters who have come out and supported and uh, and, and actually just spoken out against it. I Indeed. think that's important.
3: Billy, good to talk to you. Billy Grant there, um big football fan and um with views as well.
0: For more of our podcast, check out prideofwest.london.com. And also thanks very much for supporting us. If you want to support us, go to besotted.com forward slash (laughs) beer.